Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Warnounds, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke. He's Caster. And today we will be talking about Warcaster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Warnounds. Is that my cup? Uh, yes, it is your cup. Thank There's you. your cup. I need tea to do a podcast. Yes, you do. The off with your head cold from last time. Yes, it's the same tea. I love this tea. I should have got some black currant to also start this off with. Uh, maybe next episode. Next episode. We're, we're, we're going to do a couple episodes back to back. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to do this one, which is going to be on a. So this is a Warcaster battle report, and uh, the reason we're gonna we, we have two we have notes for two, and we're gonna do both of those, and then we're gonna do our Warcaster rules remix. And the reason we're doing it in this order is because we messed up in both of these thingies. Yes. Stuffs. 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 <laughs> so yes. Ah, that's hot. Um, did we have any um, news? Okay, so the, the, the only really news that's going on right now, because the only thing that's happening right now, is that the Kickstarter for Iron Kingdoms is at uh, 416k. $416,000 that we have raised as a community, worldwide community, for the Iron Kingdom's Requiem 5th edition. As of recording of this episode, which is going to totally date this episode, it's got six days left. Yep. What new things have we unlocked since last time? Oh, I don't know where we stopped. I mean, I I, I have an idea. So okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me let me, uh, look, okay, let me okay. look. I think um. So we we were talking about we mentioned I think we stopped somewhere here and we mentioned that the coinage. Well, after the coinage, then comes the sea drink, the map, which I'm excited. We to, have the Iron Kingdom's map poster finally. I'm excited to put that on a wall. Uh, random encounters, uh, spell reference cards. Lord of the Feast will be in the Monsternomicon. Um, legendary magical items. So the the legendary magical items, it's going to add a plethora of magical items to the game. So yeah. hyperlinked core rulebook, whatever that means. That means the PDF core rulebook is going to have hyperlinks, so you can quickly and easily dart to whatever it is you're trying to find in it, which is nice because then you don't have to do it yourself. And then there is an Iron Kingdom's Urban Dictionary. I don't know what's going to be in the Urban Dictionary, but it's going to be awesome. Let's face it. Uh, no. And now yep. you can talk like a proper uh, bodger with the... Oh, it's the vocabulary! It's, it's, it's how to talk their lingo and whatnot. That, that didn't occur to me. I'm sorry. Um, in the old World Guide books, there are uh, examples and sections on how to talk 
and the Iron Kingdoms, specifically for more of a um, Signarin, a commoner sort of thing. Um, but they also had other examples, and I, I can't wait to get my hands on this, and I hope they add, like, from Ord and Five Fingers. And... It's okay. This is not an Iron Kingdoms. We, are we can just... gush about it. We can, but we're reading this off so we can get on to the... Okay, all right. Okay. We'll give the people what they ask for. Okay, next is the... Um, the Painted Talsworm. Which is going to be in the... Nom, 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 nom. Yep. And Talsworm, if you're not sure what that is, um, Dahlia and Scarth. Scarth is a Talsworm, just uh, not a painted one. Hmm. And then more boards. Legend of the Witchfire gridded battle tile sets. Yes. And then um, then there will be a uh, symbol glossary. Uh, the, okay, so the last one we have unlocked is the Le Legend of the Witchfire um, set thingy. Yeah, the, the now, tile set. these are the ones that you can, that we have yet to unlock. Uh, a symbol glossary. So $9,000 more and we get the symbol glossary. And then the one I'm really hoping for at 435000 if we can reach that goal, a calendar, holidays, and phases of the moon handout chart sheet thing. I For the Iron Kingdoms. For the Iron Kingdoms. It's a PDF you can print out and hand off. I really am hoping for that. Um, then uh, the Witchwood will be added to the Monsternomicon. At 445000 And then Hooks. Uh, more hooks to get adventures into different scenarios and uh, games and whatnot. Uh, four, five, five. At four five five. Uh, four hundred fifty-five thousand, and then mm. should we ever get to the point of four hundred and sixty-five thousand, we have random encounters. More random encounters. So yes, stuffs and things and things and stuff. And uh, in the time we've been talking about it, we've raised another thousand. We went from 16,000 to 17,000 in just the time it took for us to go over that. So oh, it's going it, just, it just went up a little bit more. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, I saw the number spin. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fascinating watching it sometimes. Mm. So, yes, that uh, is the majority of the news there. But wait, there's more. For those of you who have been paying attention in Discord, you may already be aware okay. of this, but I know that not all of our listeners pay attention to what's going on in Discord all the time. There is a person in the um, the Warcaster um, Discord called Studio M, and he has been working on some very exciting projects that I'm going to put in here. Um, one of them is in... The actual rules book for Warcaster, there is an image of a gate that doesn't look like any of the gates you have when you buy the game. He has created a 3D render of it that he is working on for production. Uh, sorry, not for production. Actually, no. He mentioned he was thinking of doing it for production, but not guaranteed. More he was, uh, as I understand it, he was putting it up there so that anyone that has a 3D printer can 3D print their own. Um, and he, he has talked about production, but it's always kind of a maybe will, maybe won't, ha if I have time sort of thing from what I've seen so far. Granted, a lot happens when I'm not looking, so maybe he's changed his mind on that. I do know, however, he's also right now working on faction dice. 
And the one image that he shared today was the Arturnus Continuum faction dice. And mm. they look nice. Yeah. It's it's a 3D render at the moment, but that's what happens before production most of the time, I'm sure. So, yes. Do you think they get that guy at the shop with the 3D printer to print some dice for us? Yeah, I would think so. Neat. Yeah. So, um, not sure I'm bouncing on 3D printing, but yeah, that's beyond my knowledge or capabilities. We'll have to we'll have to see what happens. So, yeah. Looking forward to see what comes out of Studio M as well as other people in the uh, Warcaster uh, groups that are working on various projects. I see images here and there, but I don't always know necessarily who is working on what all the time because you know people are showing off each other's stuff. So um, that's the one I know for sure. Studio M is working on uh, those things. So shout-outs to him. Good work that we've seen so far. Would love to see more. Uh, and uh, we'll keep an eye out. Anyone else that I'm missing, I apologize. I will put them in the next uh, podcast if I can figure out who's specifically working on what. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that we've, um, you know, drawn out the time. Yes, yes. Unintentionally, but, you know. Fun stuff and exciting things to talk about. Woohoo! Yay. Okay, so uh, today, as Locke mentioned, we have two battle reports for you. Both of these are Warcaster, obviously, that's our topic of the day, but they are skirmish level. Yes, yes we, we figured out that we were doing it wrong. We were using the whole board, but only we needed to use a little bit of the board. So we get a little ambitious. And I got I, I to gotta tell you, Playing these games at skirmish level has made the game so much more enjoyable. Yes. Uh, it turns out when you play it at the intended size map for intended size models. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, I, I'm still a little frustrated with how the system plays, but I had a lot more fun this game. Are we, are we doing one with me first or the one with you? Uh, it'll be the one uh, with you and I, and the next one will be this guy versus myself. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so I had I had a lot more entertainment, fun, you... improper grammar, la la la. So, all right, let's go ahead and begin. So it was, uh, again, Arturnus Continuum versus Marcher Worlds. That will be the state of affairs until we receive our um, second uh, Kickstarter stuff, and then we'll start putting in more. Or we find the money to order an Iron Star, an Iron Star Alliance. Yes, or that. Alright, so, the army composition. Mm, we forgot to order more models when we were at the store the other day. Doggone it, we need to do that. Mm. We need to order more stuff. Yeah. Alright, so, um, Arturnus Continuum, you had a Warjack, the Scourge, it was loaded out with the Killer Cortex, yep, the Void Spitter, a Nailer, and the Hollowfish Cannon. Yep. Did you find yourself being satisfied with that loadout? Do you think? Um, for the I I take it I take it for the long range gun. Hmm. For for the fourteen inches. And that corrosion on that Hollowfish is nice. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that he had corrosion on the Hollowfish until like halfway through the game. True. But the, I, I take it for the long range. Okay. Uh, next up, you have the Vassal Reaver squad, um, two Marauders, Raxus, and two Weavers. Mm -mm. 
And then for the Marcher Worlds, I had a... You said two Marauders, right? Yeah, two Marauders, okay. Grexus, and two Weavers. Okay, cool. For Marcher Worlds, I had a Dusk Wolf. I used the Scout Cortex, a Flamethrower, Talon Rocket Pod, and the Ripper. So I wanted a little bit of melee in there. Um, Specifically because you thought your little tiny weapon could hold a, like, hold a candle against my own. Um, the Scourge's melee weapon is... Uh, quite fearsome, and I wanted to have something melee-related just in case. It didn't come up, I don't think, this match, as I recall, but meh. Uh, next, I had two Weavers, two Hunters. Uh, my hero was Artemis, and a Ranger Fireteam squad. So, yes. Alright, so... We rolled off to see who went first, and you won the roll lock. Yes, and I made what I assumed to be a major mistake in this game, and I chose to go first, like an idiot. Um, I don't think it necessarily is horrible to go first, but it is at a disadvantage. You do get to shoot and kill something first, though. Every time I've played against you and I've gone first, it has not gone my way. That is the case that most people experience in this game, it seems. Um, you chose to deploy the Reavers, your Scourge, and a Weaver. Uh, the squad... Oh, I forgot to denote which uh, scenario it was. Darn it. Uh, it's the one where the, uh, you have an objective close to you on this uh, slot on your right, and then... Uh, Halfway up the board on your left is another objective. And then there's one back over towards your right on your opponent's side. Forms a triangle. Triangle. Yes. Um, anything can score it, if I recall correctly. Yes, yeah, friends. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I apologize. I should have put that down. Alright, moving on. Um, for Marcher Worlds, I put down a Weaver, my Fire Team, and the Dusk Wolf, mirroring uh, my opponent's deployment. Uh, weaver across from Weaver, Jack across from Jack, so on and so forth. So, Locke, you choose to charge your Scourge and cast Divination Algorithm on it. The Scourge then advances six inches forward and shoots at my Dusk Wolf with the Holoface Cannon, hitting and causing corrosion and doing one damage to it. Then you choose to activate your Weaver and advance it up and drop a gate behind the Weaver by one inch with three arc on it. Yep. So, Caster, I've, um, I'm Caster, obviously. <laughs> Um, I charge my uh, fire team and cast Displacement Index on them, and they then activate and shift forward uh, three inches, uh, no, three or four inches forward, and shoot the Reavers, killing one, then activate my Weaver and move it up, but not far enough to shoot the uh, AC Weaver. I then, as my second cipher uh, activation, choose to cast Pyrokinetic Surge on uh, the AC Weaver and kill it completely. <sighs> then I drop a gate next to my Weaver behind a cloud 
with two arc on it. Well, you know what? That kid doesn't do anything. Alright. Next up, you charge your squad and move up, killing a fire killing a fire team unit. Then you deploy the microbrew marauder and Araxis out of your gate. Uh, the marauder. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! I am forgetting this. Um, what? This is great, great podcasting radio. I forgot to state what the rest of the terrain looked like. Yeah, so we're using a center thingy. So what we have, um, my apologies, taking a step back from what's going on here. We'll get into that in a second. Um, so the map itself, we have the uh, mouse pad premium mat that you get in the first Kickstarter that has all the markers on it and shows how to set up all the scenarios. Um, well, in the center of that is the platform for a big arc geyser. And I thought, it's a platform. Let's use it as a platform. We're looking for ways to make things more dynamic with our terrain. That platform, I chose to raise up three inches off the board. So anything on it is three inches up. And then I laid down um, two um, six-inch by three-inch um, little mats that in War Machine are houses. Well, in this case, they're ramps. Uh, and that's how you get up onto the platform, unless you jump or something like that. So you have this big platform. We have a couple cloud effects on it. Uh, we have a couple cloud effects on the left by the objective on that side. Uh, that speaking from my side of the table. It's on my left. Uh, and then um, on the right-hand side, you had some buildings and whatnot that didn't really play a big role. But um, the clouds, that came up a lot because they're only little three-inch AOE clouds. And you can't see through them completely. Yeah. So, yeah. Obscuring terrain. Yay. It's, it makes a difference. Alright, so um, when you deployed your Marauder, you put the Marauder on top of the platform. Your Jack, the Scourge, is on the platform. Mm -hmm. And my Jack is a little bit on the ramp, but that's basically it. All the rest of my stuff is down below on the ground. Um... On the left-hand side is where our weavers did their little duel. And that's where I dropped my gate, and that's where your gate also is, over by that objective. Um, I also failed to denote here, both of us scored our um, objective, which you can only score once per pulse round. Uh, during the first pulse round, they're worth one point. During the second, they're worth two. During the third, they're worth three, as most scenarios go. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's one to one. So, um, continuing on, you deploy your Marauder onto the platform, and Raxus is hiding behind the platform. Uh, and then... Ah. Okay, yeah, so he's, he's currently hiding behind the platform. But don't yes. worry, he's going to do some work later. Yes, yes he will. Uh, let's see here, you then deploy a gate from your squad over on my right side of the field, opposite of my squad, with three arc on it. Alright, now for Marcher Worlds. I charge up the Dusk Wolf, and, it ca and then I cast Instability Equation at the enemy uh, Weaver. Weaver? I think that's Raxus. 
Um, I do one point of damage to... Oh, no, that's right. You dropped a Weaver, Raxus, and the Marauder. I do one point of damage to uh, the Weaver, Raxus, and the Marauder. To my great chagrin and anger. Yes. Uh, I then activate my Dusk Wolf, and it advances up, but misses every single attack. I am on the platform. The Scourge is on the platform, and I unload an entire Alpha Strike and miss everything. As you should. Yes. Well, and then I forget to put up a gate that turn. Uh, I cast a And I think you forget to summon, too. Uh, yeah, I also forget to deploy anything out of my gate. Yep. Um, I do, however, cast Aggression Theorem on my Duskwolf, shooting your gate with a Rockapod, and I remove one arc from it and kill a single nearby Reaver. So, yep. yep. Um, and then I have a little frowny face here because I forgot to deploy, unfortunately. So then you, realizing, hey... He forgot to drop a gate, and he forgot to deploy things. Let's make him regret that decision. Yep. You uh, decide to recall your last arc from your reavers, and you cast Impulse Inducer on your Scourge, in, uh, advancing it up to within two inches of my Dusk Wolf, uh, and then you uh, slice the Dusk Wolf in two with your claw in a single attack. Snippy, snippy! Yeah, you, you deal two damage to it, killing it. Um, and then after you slice my Dusk Wolf in half, you um, shoot my Weaver with the Holophage Cannon, but miss. And uh, you move up to the objective and cast uh, Instability Equation at my Marcher, or on my Weaver, and you kill my Weaver but you do not damage the gate. And that, the reason I cast that specific one is I was trying to damage the gate. Yes, that was specifically to get the gate. Um, but then you also forget to deploy anything. So, oops. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice to have troops on the other side of the board. Yeah. Um, so, top of three. I'm sad. My Dusk Wolf is dead. My Weaver is uh dead my squad is missing a member so it's at two so is my squad and i have a gate on the table that's it that's my entire army at the moment and you have a weaver araxis a marauder your scourge and two squad guys that weaver dies soon i don't remember her doing like anything this game um no i i singled out your weavers pretty hard I'm going from my, my Marauders. Oh, your Marauder? Yeah. My, my Weavers did a lot of spells. My, they, my Marauders didn't do much. They, they did a little bit, but yeah. Um, so, what I end up doing is I clear all my activation tokens, then I cast um, Reiteration Complex on my Fire Team. And the Fire Team just barely move up. Uh, or, sorry, they just barely make the jump up onto the platform. They, they move and jump up onto the platform, yes. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> this annoys Locke greatly, by the way, because uh, I didn't use the ramp. And then I shoot at your gate with my null grenade. I hit it, and I remove an arc. Then the next grenade, 
shoots it and kills the last uh the last what did i move probably the last arc making the yes the yes unstable. i'm sorry my spelling at this point wasn't uh, the best right there um but i also shoot your marauder and i miss it and now uh, the reiteration complex. And now I'm going to full stop there. Note, I, I, I messed up there. I did a boo-boo. I shot with my gun and my grenades in the same activation. And you're not supposed to do that. I realized this after the fact. Um, but I, we missed the Marauder. So we're just like, okay, we'll just assume I just used the grenades there and not do that again. Um... So, yeah. Anyways, um, I do, however, shoot the gate or shoot the marauder with my reiteration complex uh, attacks, and I do end up killing the marauder, and I remove the gate. Uh, one, one attack from one, one attack from the other. I then deploy one weaver and one hunter, and then I deploy a gate across the table. Uh, from um, on the other side with four arc on it. So now I have a gate over on the left where my weaver and uh, her weaver were bit dueling and I deployed the uh, hunter and weaver next to my fire team up on the platform. And then your notes results in two child scribbles? Um, yeah. Um, I think... Yeah, no, just... Yeah, that's fine. I'll work around it. Okay, so, so that ends the first pulse round right there. So uh, I didn't write down the ending score, which is unfortunate, but it is one to one. All right, so... No, at some point in time, you get, like, ahead, or I get ahead, and then you get ahead, and then... And then we that's get... right, that's right. No, I did score the objective on the left with my weaver before you killed it. That's right. I'm at two to your one. That's right. That's right. Um, that not that that lasts. All right. So, um, top of one second pulse round. It begins with you, Locke. You charge your uh, scourge and cast iteration or interdiction protocol. Activate Raxus and move uh, Raxus onto the platform and within five inches of the scourge. You then spray my fire team, killing all of them because I just lined them up in perfect uh, order there. And Raxus was very thankful for that. Yes. Uh, and then you cast Pyrokinetic uh, uh, Surge and uh, kill the rest. Oh, no, no. You kill one and then you cast fire uh, Pyrokinetic Surge and you kill the rest of my fire team. That's how that worked. Uh, you then deploy a gate in the center of the table on top of the platform. Which I thought would be more useful, but it turns out it didn't, really. Spoiler. With four arc on it. Uh, and then um, it says here, Locke's Weaver boosts her defense. <laughs> yes. She um, boosts up her defense. Yes, yes. Quite. Uh, and the reason why this is happening is because with Interdiction Protocol up on the Scourge you casted it on, um, Raxus and the Scourge and your Weaver are all within five inches of each other, so you're getting 
cover and plus two defense to warrior models all over the place there and uh, that's going to become relevant here in a second because your weaver is now at defense seven <sighs> all right so i begin my turn uh, i'm a little bit sad here uh, look at you and you squeak and glee at the situation that i'm left with and i, I sit and ponder for a while of what i'm gonna do um, I decide to activate my hunter on the left, um, or move it over to the left, and shoot your defense seven weaver. Um, and I'm rat six, not charged, and I managed to hit and kill it. <sighs> Yeah, um, not sure if that was supposed to happen or not mathematically, but it did. I then use my uh, little uh, shoot and scoot maneuver, and I move uh, up to the objective and end its activation, allowing me to score that objective. I think this is really where it really starts turning around for you. Uh, quite possibly. So... Um, Let's see here. I then deploy my Dusk Wolf and my hero, Artemis. Right. Um, then, and a hunter, and places my gate off first hunter. Oh, yes. And then I uh, drop a new gate uh, behind my hunter and behind the cloud with three arc on it so she doesn't have line of sight to it. Or that hunter, mind you. Actually, you could if you just move around a little bit. So, your turn, you are more than a little upset that you almost completely tabled me, and now I am turning the tables on you, um, which makes sense. So, you uh, begin your turn by casting Revelation Matrix and shoot my hunter, killing it, which I thought he was safe. He was not. Mm. Uh, and then uh, you also shoot my weaver, killing it too. Uh, then Scourge moves up and uh, scourges the, uh, or sorry, Scourge moves up and scores like your uh, objective. And then um, you score the objective that uh, my Marcher Weaver was just occupying. So that's the one. I move up with my Hunter. I score it. I scoop back. She kills my Hunter. I have a weaver right there, um, but you kill the weaver, so it's no longer contesting, and move up and score it with your scourge. Yep. So. Then you choose to deploy both of your weavers and both your marauders off of your central gate I in see. a big clump. Yeah, I... Which which turns out to be a mistake. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was going to be a mistake. I don't know. Still need to we get... I guess I still need to figure out the deployment in this game. We we did explosive damage a little bit wrong there. Um, I I misread it at some point. I admit that I thought that when you did explosion damage, it was all models within two inches. Well, if you read just a little bit further, it's only up to two models after the original target. So at most, you'll only ever hit three. And I hit four when I should have hit three. You cheesy so, doodle. But no, um... It turns out when you read the rules, you get things 
wrong if you don't read them all the way through and you're just skimming, which I have fixed since then, and we're going to address that fact in episode two, which is the one after this. So, admitting mm -hmm. his mistakes. Apologies. No, it, it, it's just me. Yeah. All right, so... um. You then choose to place a gate um, off of Raxus with two arcs on it, which is um, between my gate and your Marauder is kind of situated there, um, which I felt that putting two arc on it instead of three was a bit curious, but... Um, I'm trying to use my arc, okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For other things besides, you know, just sitting on gates. Which, it turns out that that works out pretty well. Alright, so I uh, start off. I charge Artemis Fang, and she casts... or And then I cast um, Arcane Synthesis on my dark uh, Dusk Wolf. Artemis activates, uses her explosive shots, missing the first and hitting the second, doing two damage to the Weaver. Uh, and then... So, a light bone to pick with you. No, it wasn't the Weaver. What did I shoot? Oh, it was your Marauder. That's what I shot. Yes. Um, You keep telling me how much better Raxus is than, than your hero, which Raxus is pretty good. But I got touched in bad places by your hero, so you need to keep your mouth shut. I, I, I fair point. Uh, and then uh, I kill your Weaver and one Marauder off of uh, the second. So, the, the second shot... Deals two damage to one Marauder, kills a Weaver, and oh, yeah, uh, they, one they of were, your Marauders. They were lined up in this little perfect row, and you just killed them all. Yeah. Everybody I just summoned in. Then the Dusk Wolf kills Raxus after advancing up onto the platform. The Dusk Wolf will never be safe again if he comes on the board. I then cast Impulse Inducer to remove an activation on uh, activation token on the Dusk Wolf. I, I have a problem when I game sometimes where I take the littlest things very, very personal. No comment? It, it, it is a thing. It is a fact. And, and so sometimes I get all wrapped up in revenge. I'm like one of those movies. You know. Honestly, I feel that that really defines your choice in your faction even more so. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I, it doesn't state that in the lore or anything, but it, it just makes sense to me. Yeah. So, speaking of you, it is your turn. Is it now? Yes. Uh, and you are more than a little upset. Um, you choose to charge your Marauder and cast Aggression Theorem on that Marauder and hit my Desk Wolf. Doesn't do any damage. Um, but you then uh, um, System Lock my Desk Wolf and lock out its melee attacks. Um, I was really expecting my range to be knocked out there, given that is such a range-heavy platform, um, but not what happens. I did not choose what it knocked out. I know, I know. Uh, that's random. Uh, you then uh, move up and attack the Desk Wolf. Uh, you activate the... Oh, that's when you do the system lock. Uh, you activate your Weaver, which shoots at my Weaver, uh, but nothing happens. You then cast Instability Equation at Artemis and kill her. No, no, no. My apologies. You incinerate my <laughs> That's what you get, bitch. Yes. Um, you then deploy, redeploy, mind you, your Marauder and Weaver that, I, that Artemis just killed. 
And very saltily. You uh, deploy your gate next to Artemis's corpse. So, yes. Mm. So, coming up, not, I don't think it's next turn, I think it's a turn after that, but coming up is just a whole lot of bullshit. I think that's this turn, given how many notes are taken on this segment. Alright, so we, the scoring happened in there in the background. I didn't denote it. It was just kind of this model over that's sitting over here that hasn't done anything. Let's just set on a flag, basically, scoring it. Um, same for you. You had some models in the background doing that. Um, so, I cast Aggression Theorem on my Dusk Wolf and flame the Marauder to death. Uh, the one that just system locked me. Uh, then my hunter advances up and scores over in the corner, but does nothing because nothing's in range. No, this is the one that's up in the corner on your side of the table. Excuse me. I've been slowly shuffling it across the table there. Uh, the dusk wolf, um, let's see here, moves up and no, no, no. The first attack wasn't the flamethrower. What did it use? I don't remember. Use something. Oh, Aggression Theorem. That's right. Aggression Theorem on the Dusk Wolf, allowing it to make an attack with a Flamethrower. Flamethrower is the Marauder. Then the Hunter activates. Then the Dusk Wolf actually activates, moves up, and flames a perfect line of two Weavers and a Marauder, uh, setting all of them on fire and doing one point of damage to each of them. Dear God, I just kept lining stuff up in, like, a Congo line for you, didn't I? I mean, I was the one that did it first, but, yeah, you kind of did it the most on this one. Um, you deploy a weaver, or, sorry, I deploy a weaver from my, uh, one arc gate, which is sitting on my side of the table next to my objective. That weaver is a bitch! Um, and then you begin your turn by staring at the table angrily, um, while I avoid your eyesight. Is that literally in your notes? Uh, no, I just remember that happening. I did not write that down, but I remember that happening. I was avoiding eye contact. Um, so, one of your weavers dies to fire, and the others, the fire comes off. Okay, yeah. No, th I think I think the turn after this is, is, what, is what really tilted me. Okay. And basically um, spelt my doom. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> so, I just choose... Sorry, you choose to remove one arc from your Scourge, and you leave one on it. So you just remove one of the two. Uh, you cast Impulse Inducer on your Scourge, and uh, your Marauder then advances up on my Dusk Wolf and misses. The Scourge shoots the Dusk Wolf and misses two of its attack. The last attack with the Void Spitter also misses. Um, I probably cuss a little. Yeah, more than a little. Your um, let's see here. You cast pyrokinetic scourge on the dusk wolf, hitting it and killing my dusk wolf, as it deserves. You then deploy your reaver squad back onto the field. Yep, here comes the bullshit. Uh, which is deploying on the platform, kind of halfway between your side of the table objective and mine. Oops. Shifted my weight and the whole thing just squeaked. Uh, let's see here. You then deploy a gate off of your Marauder um, over on my left side towards my Hunter and the objective that your Scourge um, scored last turn. 
So at this point in time, you're ahead of me on points. Just slightly, but you are. Yes. I have a plan to fix that bullshit. And it involves that unit that I just, of readers that I just employed. The squad, yes. Yes. What happens to them? Um, Tell us, Caster. Tell us. I charge my weaver and cast instability equation. And kill them all. Yeah. I targeted the central one and the two closest died to the blasts. Um, and this is And the... then that weaver um, moves over and scores my objective on my side. And I end my turn. Or after I deploy a fire, my fire team and then I end my turn. And I look at the board and realize, once again, there is no way I can F and win. Um, I don't think we realized it quite at that point. No, yes, yes. No, we, we, we did... Figure it out at that point. You couldn't win, but we decided to continue anyways, just just in case maybe something could happen. No, there was nothing that could have happened. But there's nothing that really could have been done there. Yeah. Because so, I can't. I need to score. I need to score at least two points. Yeah. And I need to keep you from scoring. Yes. But I can't do that um, because I, we 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 missed it in a turn. But I have I have a weaver or something guarding the um, top point of the triangle. Yes. And you take that out like it's nothing and you score. With which my means hunter. I need to score twice to win. Yeah. I can score my objective, but be, I do not have the time or the ability to get something over to your objective because you killed that squad. I can't get everything, anything over there to that objective to score it. Yes. If I did not have that specific uh, Fury Cipher at that specific moment, I don't think that would have been the case. I did, so that's what ended up happening. But any other result, I think. That squad probably would have just killed my weaver and scored that side, um, looking back on that. Yeah. So we continued on a little bit. You scored, I scored, um, and we end the game with um, you having 10 points and I had 11. Yep. So that's how that one ended. But I do have to say, all things considered, it is a much more lively match than anything we've had before. Yeah, it's because we were so much closer. Yeah. The fact that you're starting off 30 inches from each other, um, well, actually less than that, 20 inches from each other because of the 5-inch deployments, you're in range to shoot each other lickety-split. I mean, top of one, something's dying most of the time. Yeah, it feels like the game's much more involved at this point. Yeah. So, it was nice. Nice. And it also doesn't feel like I have to waste half the game getting to you. Yeah. So, we'll have to see when we, whenever we decide to do primary missions, well, once we have enough models to support that, how that works. But I'm really looking forward to doing modified skirmishes next once we get some models. Uh, instead of doing eight units, you do 11. And instead of one hero, you have two. But it's still a skirmish level mission. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, any other closing thoughts on how that one played out or anything? No, not really. Some mistakes were made. We, and I put those out there when we came across them. Uh, things we've rectified. Um, that, that I have read the rule book more comprehensively. Who knew that was so important? <clears throat> so, uh, yeah... By the way, if you haven't sat down and read word for word, you might want to do that. 
That's what's so time consuming. That's the reason why I didn't. I just skimmed things. Oh my goodness. Anyways, so we move on to our next battle report. Now this one. Uh, were we gonna do two in one sitting, or were we gonna separate them into two episodes? This episode's already 40 minutes long. Wow, yeah, this episode is a little long. So we'll we'll set this aside for another time. Um, so so this one we did a lot better on, rules-wise. Um, two points come up that I can think of. Um, but uh, now that I've read the rules more comprehensively, any battle report after this next one we have will be a lot better. Uh, and i not really a spoiler anyone in discord at least would know that i have been working on taking the rule book and compressing it into a rules digest currently working on that he loves doing this kind of stuff he does it all the time ah uh, yes any game that i really really sink my teeth into that annoys the freaking crap out of me with um oh hey what's this rules interaction i have this effect and this effect going on okay Get out the rule book. Flip, 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 flip. Oh, here's this. Okay. Oh, but then it. Okay, so C page. Flip, 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 flip. Okay, now it's on this page. All right. Now this other interaction. Flip, 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 flip. Oh, and then I have to see this other page. Flip, 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 and this other page. Flip, flip, flip. Okay, now I understand it. No, that's too much flipping to find a single or even a combo of two effects. Come on. Or you're like, oh, I want to see what can what corrosion how that works. Uh, or continuous effects and they reference each other you, you got corrosion you have to go see this other page after you read the corrosion rules to figure out how all that works and uh, so yeah no not doing that i am writing my own rules digest which is the exact same thing but at least in my mind in order to make sense and a um like you know you're looking up continuous effects hey look the thing immediately after continuous effects are the continuous effects and all that sort of thing you know just putting things together um looking at after you remove scenarios basically 40 pages of rules condensed down to like i'm at seven at the moment i only got four things left to do so yeah hopefully um it turns out really good and once i get it finished up i'll publish it so people can use it if they like and I'll update it if the, someone sees things that maybe could have done better. That's totally cool. That's very cool, Caster. Yeah. I, I hope someone finds it interesting. And I also want to create a single 9x11 cheat sheet. It'll be like size 5 font, but it'll be a single sheet cheat sheet where everything's on one page. Uh, so you can just quickly reference things, and then there'll be like a little C-page blah-da-blah if you actually need to go look it up. Yeah, he's made one of those before, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know how I would have played Blood Bowl without a, uh, a cheat sheet like that. My goodness. But yeah, anyways, um, look forward to that stuff coming up in the future. I don't know when I'm going to get that done or published, but I am working on it. And uh, yeah. Do you have any other closing thoughts or anything for this episode, Locke? Not particularly enlightening, enlightening thoughts. I'm, I'm currently base painting a model while he's talking. Yeah. See, we if, if, if we don't do these games soon enough, I forget, like, half of it. And so then I just sort of, like, zone out, and so I decided I would be productive while we did this. We played this match two weeks ago. Um, actually, both of these matches were two weeks ago. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it has been a little bit of time. Um, that's why. Notes. Um, we took pictures, but it uh, turns out most of them did not turn out too well on my phone. So. Well, they're on my phone, and they're fine. Oh, the ones on your phone come out good, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. 
Thank you all for joining us on this episode. We love having you. And yeah. other things and stuff. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, I have been putting things in the description. Um, anyone that, who in the past has said, Caster, you need to put links in your show notes. You need to put things in the, in the description of your show notes so that we know where to look things up. I have gone through all of the past episodes and I have put in all of the show notes for everything. I am so sorry it took me 20 episodes to do that. That is so sad. Um, but it's there now. All of the links to my work that I could find. Um, when I did shout-outs to different people, those links are there. Uh, people are asking about the link for the tea that I didn't put that in the show notes. That is there as well. So if you're interested in the tea or where to find our information for what was going in the community a couple episodes ago, I have that information in the show notes for those episodes. So please check that out, and I will make sure to do uh, that for every episode going forward. Look at you getting all professional. <laughs> uh, we've done 20 episodes. I feel like she should do more than just a little bit of effort into it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, maybe I should put some effort in my art and actually get the get the avatars ready for the YouTube channel. Yes. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all for joining us. We love having you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Warnouns. If you'd like to contact us, I put our Gmail and Twitter info in the show notes. You can also find there a list of all relevant resources or shoutouts we mention or use for today's cast. There will also be a link to our Ko-fi if you feel so inclined to make a donation to our caffeine habits. And lastly, if you want to learn more about our intro or outro music, you can find a link to Prodless on Bandcamp. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.